This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 33. Should you take the IELTS? Find out why or why not. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we are here to show you how to get the seven that you need on your next IELTS exam. Subscribe to our show and join Jessica Beck, the examiner of excellence, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Portland, Oregon, and Boston, Massachusetts, USA. In today's episode, you'll get the who, what, when, where, and why of the IELTS exam and find out if it's right for you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Jessica. How you doing? Hello. Hello. What's going on? <laughs> um, not much. Not much. Just enjoying talking to my favorite podcast host. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> I always have a blast recording these episodes, so nothing new, nothing new. We just love talking about the IELTS. Isn't, isn't that amazing? Who knew IELTS could be so fun? I know. We, we make it fun. We make it fun. And, but, but we had some, we had an interesting question this week. You know, we want to go back to basics in today's episode, Jessica. And the question yeah. we had from one of our listeners here at All Ears English was, you know, is the IELTS for me? I mean, we've been talking about so many things like in depth about the writing, the speaking, but let's go back to basics. How do we know if the IELTS is for us? I mean, who should take the IELTS? Yeah, good question. Um, I think IELTS is mostly for students that want to study in a university, um, that, that teaches in English. So if, if you want to get a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or a PhD from a university in the UK or Canada, America, Australia, um, and even some European countries that teach in English, they require you to take the IELTS exam if you're not a native speaker of English. Um, okay. And interestingly enough, I've known some Americans that had to take the IELTS test because what? they were... Yeah, because they were applying for um, certain jobs or maybe immigration in Australia or Canada. Interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah. So there there are two types, right? The academic IELTS um, and the general IELTS. So um, these two tests are not completely different. In fact, the listening is exactly the same. The speaking is exactly the same for academic and general. The difference is um, on the list or sorry, on the reading test. The reading test for the general English is slightly easier than the academic test. Um, and the writing questions are also different. So task one mm. on the general writing is going to ask you to write a letter um, to a boss or a friend. It'll tell you what to write about. Whereas, as some of our listeners know, task one writing on academic is about like numbers and graphs and stuff. Okay. So, okay. so slightly yeah. more difficult. Mm -hmm. So mostly, so then the people who take IELTS are mostly people on an academic track. 
moving towards, you know, a career in certain areas where they want to be studying in an English speaking country, right? Exactly. Yeah. So depending okay. on the university you apply to, um, they're going to have different requirements for scores. So some some colleges, some community colleges, for example, um, only require a 5.5 to get into. Um, oh. And honestly, like that's that's easy. You guys, you guys can get that. Um, but you if you want to study, you know, like um, TESOL or linguistics or something, then you're probably going to mm-hmm. need a 7.5. So, oh, uh, wow. Varies. OK. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of our listeners, as we always say, they're reaching for that seven because that's often the cutoff point for great career tracks. Right. So, you know, sure, that's, sure. that's why we're here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, most mostly academic purposes. Yeah. Um, what does the IELTS look like? I mean, what exactly is on the test? Yeah, it's a it's very different from tests like TOEFL that are on the computer. Um, IELTS is all paper and pencil. You know, it's it's really sort of a more traditional test. Um, you have your reading booklet and your answer sheet. These are physical papers that that you can touch and write on and um, erase things on. So mm-hmm. paper and pencil, no typing. Um, you listen to a CD. You know, it's, it's kind of old school in that sense. And then <laughs> the um, the speaking, of course, you're with a real person. You're talking to a real person in a room by yourselves. Right. And that's a key difference, right, between the IELTS and the TOEFL. Is it true that on the TOEFL, you're kind of talking into a, a machine, into a computer? Yeah, exactly. So the speaking and the the writing are so different. So on IELTS, you're talking to a person and TOEFL, you're talking to a computer, which I think would be weird. At least for me, it would be. (laughs) Um, And then the writing, um, the writing, you you have to type your essay. And I think that trips some people up because, you know, not everybody's a good typer, of course. I bet it does. I bet it does. And then the next question is when, if I want to take the IELTS, like when should I take it? I mean, how far in advance should I plan? Like, what's the timeline here? Mm. Yeah. Um, of course it depends on where you are in your English studies, um, how, what level you're at. But I would say if you're around an intermediate level, you know, um, I would probably start planning six months ahead of time to plan out Mm -hmm. the appropriate test practice and really focusing on strengthening the specific skills you need to do well on the test. Um, so I would, yeah, plan about about six months. However, if you're a little above intermediate, I think I think you could give yourself a, a good solid three month time frame um, to really mm-hmm. focus in on studying to basically get to know the test, and then you can do, yeah. and then you could do well on test day. Mm-hmm. Thousands of IELTS Energy listeners have already downloaded our IELTS cheat sheet. So they will now know exactly what the examiner wants on the speaking test of the IELTS. And if you want to know what the four things are that the examiner is going to look for during the IELTS speaking test, go right now to allearsenglish.com slash evaluation. That's allearsenglish.com slash E-V-A-L-U-A-T-I-O-N. Okay, so no less than three months, right? We don't want to sell ourselves short here. We don't want to stress ourselves out and rush into anything. So probably giving yourself more time than you think you'll need is probably safe, right? Definitely. 
Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it is it is an expensive test. So, of course, you know, a lot of people can't afford just to be like, hmm, I'm just I'm just going to try it out and see. Spend a couple hundred no. dollars just to practice. No. Um, so, you know, I don't expect you guys to do that. But um, having said that. I think everybody should know that most people don't get the score they need the first time. It is okay to take it a couple times. And I think a lot of people do. Mm. So um, plan yeah. ahead, of course, and hopefully you do get the score you need the first time. But if it's, you know, 0.5 or one band score lower than you need, you can get that the next time. Well, maybe that's a good mentality to have, right? Jessica, going into that first test, you can say this is, you know, even though, yes, it's expensive, that's really expensive for a lot of people around the world. But the first time is kind of the warm up, right? It's kind of the practice. Yeah. So you take the pressure off. And then who knows, maybe you'll surprise yourself and get the totally. score you need the first time. But if you don't, at least, you know, you won't, you know, that'll reduce a bit of the anxiety that we're always talking about on this show, because our listeners end up saying that they get that a lot, right? So yeah. expect to take it at least twice. I think that's I think that's a really good mindset to go in. Just, you know, be be a, you're you're serious about it. You've done your best to prepare, but you can also remind yourself like like hey, you know, this this can just be practice, you know, and I think that'll that'll help you relax enough to even do better than you would otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so where where do we take the IELTS exam? Um, yeah, so if you go to IELTS.org and you could look up the test centers um, on IELTS.org and it'll it'll tell you the test centers in your city or in the closest city and it'll give you um, the, uh, the dates that the tests are available and be aware that IELTS tests are um, really popular right now um, and these test centers do fill up quickly. I know just in my part of the world in the Pacific Northwest, you know, it's not not, not a huge area, huge swath of the, the globe, but just in these sort of like four state radius around where I am, you have to schedule like three months in advance. So um, these, these tests fill up really fast. So um, this is just one part of your planning, right? I mean, if you're already planning, you know, three to six months ahead of time, this is part of the process. Um, okay. Register, so. register months ahead to make sure you get your spot. Okay. Just goes yeah. back to the idea of make sure you're on top of things. Really put that plan into action and go way far in advance. I like that idea. Wow, I didn't realize that the test centers were filling up like that. That's crazy. Jeez. Yeah, and <laughs> these are these are test centers that sit, you know, 150 to 200 students, and they're still just full up like months in advance. Um, yeah, wow, so okay. the, the test centers are um, usually in schools like private language schools or universities, but also in, in, in other countries, they will be in IDP centers or um, Cambridge centers will have their own like test center. So that's where you'll be mm. sitting the exam. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. I like that. And well, in terms of why, why do you think it's important to learn test strategy and not just go out and speak and that have that be our practice uh, our IELTS preparation. Like, why do we need to do both? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very specific test with, um, as we we've, we've talked about on a previous episode, very specific rules for taking the test. And mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, it's not just about having good English. Of course, that is half of it. You do have to have a high level of of English ability. But the other half of that is is knowing what to expect on the test. Um, what does the examiner want? How much time do you have? Have for the listening and the and the reading tests. These are all things that you have to be aware of before you go in. Um, 
what do what are the question types? What what kind of essay do I have to write? These are all very specific uh, testing um, ideas, and you have to have the specific test strategies to go right. along with them. The so yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think I've said before that I've known a couple native English speakers that have gone in to take the test, usually for an immigration purpose, um, and they didn't get a nine because they didn't prepare anything. Oh. So. Yeah, be yeah. be aware. <laughs> so it's 50-50. Yeah, be aware. So even native speakers could not get the best score on this test. So that really tells us that we need not just the practice and the everyday kind of immersion work and the general learning, but also those tips, strategies, sense, a sense of what's on the exam. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for enlightening us today, Jessica, on this exam. I think we have a better sense now of what the IELTS is all about and who might want to take it and where and when and why. Any final <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> um, just, just for people to not be discouraged by these rules and stuff that we're talking about, just to let people know that it's, it's very possible to do well. It's just, it's up to you to have a good sound study schedule to do it. But I am more more than confident that you guys can put in the effort and get the score that you need. Totally. And keep your eye on your goal. Again, in the end, your goal is not a seven on the test. It is your career. It's getting into that that institution. It's yeah. moving forward in your career as an engineer or a doctor or whatever it is that you want to do. And the IELTS is just one stepping stone on that, yeah. um, on your yeah. road to your goal, to your dream. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So best of luck, guys. I know you can do it. (laughs) We know you can do it. We're here for you guys. All right. Thanks so much, Jessica. Have a good one. My pleasure. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, if you loved this episode and if you have another friend who's taking the IELTS exam this spring, go ahead and share this episode with your friend. You can share it by Facebook or Twitter or even send it in a text message from inside your podcast app. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.